Hello, everyone in podcast land. I'm David. And I'm Jono. And this is the show where we ship, ship away, go sailing, and stretch ourselves all the way to the moon. Yeah. It's the Let's Wing It podcast. And we're going to be talking about, obviously, the latest episode or latest show on Netflix, One Piece, because we're going to go One Piece? search for treasure. And yeah, it's the biggest the biggest deal on Netflix for a while. It's uh it's I've seen conflicting things where it's got way less watch hours, I think in like the the tens or twenty million watch hours mm. versus the forty fifty of Stranger Things Four and uh Wednesday. But I've also seen other conflicting things saying that it has beaten those in other metrics. Yeah. Who knows? That's why the writers and actors are striking. We need to see the numbers. Uh but yeah, we're gonna be talking about yeah. one piece. Jono. Mm-hmm. How you doing, I'm, man? How I'm you doing, doing good. As uh, the viewers can see, I have moved again. Um, I <laughs> I just can't, I can't stop because like the podcast first started at my basement, my old house. Then it was at David's basement, and oh, not basement. Yes. Oh no, yeah, maybe oh, whatever. Garage, yeah, like uh, garage. garage, or yeah, this right. current set that you have right now. And then it became uh, you know what it is like this, but it was a different background. And now it's like this. So I finally moved slightly yeah, different. So I finally moved into a new place. Right now it is both scary and wonderful because finally I can set myself kind of roots for at least a year because that's how it works here. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, hopefully enough, I can kind of spruce it up because I got my space. I got a great camera from Elgato and also a wonderful sponsor, Beacon, as making me sound so good. Oh, I love Beacon. Mm-hmm. The number one... We're going to be telling you about them right now, I guess. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> the number one reason a listener or viewer will turn off a new podcast or video is because of bad audio. That's why this podcast is powered by Beacon Mic. All the features you need are built right into the mic, which makes connecting so easy via USB-C. Gives you the best broadcast quality audio without a steep learning curve and saves you a ton of money from having to buy a bunch of extra mm-hmm. gear. Right now, you can get $20 off when you use our offer code WING at checkout. Yeah. Check out that link in the description below. That link, just in case you're feeling lazy and not wanting to click, is beacon.com slash discount slash WING. And just to kind of add into that, it's like, yes, you can buy Please. a decent mic for like 50 bucks. But like, here's the thing with Beacon <laughs> Mic. And... I'm a bit proponent for them because they are, they at least for me, I used to be local. They're in Victoria, British Columbia. They're great guys. It's a USB-C mic that acts like an XLR that has customizable software that you can download for your PC and I think Mac soon. And it just no. like, it just makes it super easy. Like I, I was always worried about how to use mics. And back when I had a PC mm. or soon will have a PC, uh, it was just like easy and simple you have anti-popping because when I used to do Pokemon streams, I would pop the mic all the time. I know, it's just super awesome and super easy. And it's probably going to be yeah. like, yes, you pay about $200 plus dollars for a mic. It's probably going to be your last mic you buy. So, yeah, I've uh, I so far I'm, I'm very pleased. And it's been so easy. Literally one cable. Yeah. Uh, everything's kind of preset up mm-hmm. for you. They have, you know, all the filters, everything. Uh, and uh, normally on previous mics, I've had to kind of set up a chain of effects uh, to get the best out of it. But this Sounds good yeah. right out of the box. I, I think my next Bacon. my next purchase will be a microphone so I can monitor myself and sound good at the same time. But yeah, go check it out. Uh, it's a long yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, no, how are you doing? How are you doing, David? I'm doing okay. Uh, lots going on. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> I got pretty sick last week, so I watched a fair bit of TV. Yeah. Um, 
So I watched Twisted Metals, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Mm-hmm. Um, I went home for a bit. I went to Niagara Falls. Did I talk about that on the no, podcast? No, but you should have came and saw me. <laughs> no, I was only I I left I left here Saturday morning and I came back Monday yeah. night. Um, and I think that was the source of my medical issues was something happened. Yeah. Anyways, um, but it was awesome. Niagara Falls is the most touristy place i've ever seen in my fucking life i couldn't believe it i was shooken i mean there's um, so many casinos like around it on the canadian side it's like weird yeah well so the actual falls are nice it's kind of like you know surround on the canadian side it's a park with like kind of you know roads that you can drive mm. uh but there's like a little walkway and like a little touristy shop or whatever not little it's yeah. pretty big uh but then there's the falls and it's beautiful the falls are awe-inspiring totally incredible but a few blocks away, there's like this strip. If you've never been, it's just a strip of like, it almost feels like you walked into a theme yeah. park where it's like every corner is a haunted house, a, <laughs> a mini golf, laser tag, golf or go karts, uh, ice cream store. Like, it's just like the most intensely touristy thing I've ever yeah. seen. It was crazy. It was fucking crazy. So, yeah. I went um, to Niagara Falls in late or mid January for a company kickoff event. This was like years ago. Okay. And so it was during winter time. So you didn't really, I didn't really see any of that because all the outdoor activities, obviously there wasn't any outdoor activities, but I did walk all the way to Niagara Falls because it was like two blocks away. And it, yeah, fucking worth it. Niagara Falls. Fucking awesome. It is like the coolest, Stunning. most wonderful thing. I understand why people love it and they kind of have like this weird mystical feeling towards it. But yeah, there's so many casinos, especially on the Canadian side. Like you look over to the American side, it's like park and maybe a hotel. Yeah. And that's it. But the Canadian side, like, I don't know what happened. Toronto was like, we got to milk this. We got to do it. I guess so. <laughs> and it's weird. It's usually the opposite way. I usually feel that America exploits that aspect more. Uh, but it was nice. And the best part I paid or my sister paid for us to go to like what's called journey behind the fall. So you take like an elevator oh. down and you get to walk like in a tunnel behind the waterfall yeah. and then kind of pop out beside it. And so I got this unique, incredible view of like where the water comes over and I could kind of see the sky through the water as it was folding. And it was just like, it was really awe inspiring. And I, even though there was like a, tons of people, it's so loud. It's like the most incredible white noise in the whole world. I would close my eyes and just like allow myself to be taken mm-hmm. away. And it was, it was a, it was, it was great. I really, I really liked Niagara Falls, but we were staying at Niagara on the lake, which is like kind of a nice quaint little town. It's like I would liken it to John, you would like Fort Langley, but it's yeah. like a whole town. Here's the thing. Um, Actually, sorry, I don't but, mean to, to dissuade you on it. Nah, so good, like, you know, uh, you know, just imagine Fort Langley and imagine where I live. All the small little towns in this county. I'm not going to name it because I'm going to just dox myself. Uh, <laughs> I've already been like recognized like five times, which is great. Also kind of nice. weird at the same time. Um, but like, yeah, though those small little like Fort Langley towns, they're all over here. Yep. So like now I'm kind of like at first I remember moving here and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like this is why like hundreds of years now it's like oh, I'm just driving through like X, Y, Z town. And yep. it's like, oh, yeah, those that ice cream place. Like I'm so desensitized now. Anyways. But yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so I, I won't uh, stay on the point of Niagara Falls because I'm sure the people that care. Uh, I've heard enough and the people that don't care like what the fuck yeah. okay well fucking tell me about one, one piece. piece we'll talk about so one, one piece, piece. Yeah. uh Jono tell me about your history with one piece uh what we, we you were telling me a little bit about it and I stopped yeah. you before so, so tell me you know, I was talking a little bit about during our 
uh, wing warm up uh, that went very long this time because we had a lot of things to say. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, so One Piece, I have a very interesting history at One Piece. I was a very late starter to the entire saga of One Piece. And uh, I mean, the people who watch anime, people, other fellow weebs like me, uh, I started uh, probably uh, after the time skip. Sorry, people who don't understand, but that that's how far I am for the people who know. Uh, but, you know, I do it kind of like this. I will watch uh, a ton of episodes and then stop for a couple of years because this show has thousands of thousands. Well, I think 15. I think it's it's a crazy amount. No, I think it's over, over just a thousand, over a thousand now, yeah. episodes. And uh, that's a lot of time. So what I do is kind of like just watch. Uh, every couple years so there'll be at least a hundred or so episodes because it's a weekly release and then just wait two years Mm -hmm. and then that so i'm kind of almost maturing to that spot especially since now youtube is just throwing so much one piece content at me because i watched the netflix show like we watched it and all this history is going on and apparently the anime right now has a really huge big event that everyone's talking about. And so I'm like, okay, I've already kind of spoiled a little bit um, due to YouTube titles. So I'm preparing myself after I unpack everything here to rewatch it. So I'm pretty familiar with the arcs that the show has gone through. And I think I'm, I'm probably not a huge expert, but I think I have enough to say that I could kind of, you know, elaborate a little bit more maybe explain why they did a couple things because Netflix has a very weird history with adaptations because they, uh, they, they killed my boy, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Which one? Oh yeah. They killed that one. Death, Death Note. Note. Oh my God. So uh, yeah, Death Note was super sad. Cowboy Bebop was devastating. So uh, yeah. I so I mean, one. for me, this show has a place in my heart because I've watched so much. I love every character. I expected to hate it, at least the anime, because my friend kept pushing it to watch it. And uh, there was several times where I have literally bawled my eyes out watching it because it's so emotional and it's so inspiring and it's freaking great. So uh, I had a lot of high expectations for the show. I was very worried. But yeah, we're going to talk about it. Funny, I it's great. We are gonna have a great discussion because I have a very different experience. Before the Netflix show, I had I had heard of One Piece. I had seen you know posters of it. Uh, I had vague me- recollections of like the characters yeah. on the posters, but like basically zero knowledge mm. at all. Um, but I saw that Netflix had finally you know done anime adaptation well, and I was curious yeah. about that. Uh, and so. We didn't even plan on reviewing it. We were just both independently. We're like, just watched it. And we're like, I guess, yeah. I guess we should I- review it. Um, and so I, I'll start. Cause my, my, my opinion is probably less important yeah. than yours because I haven't watched uh, all the <laughs> thousand. I think I, what I saw was 1071 episodes. Um, but what my opinion of the live action is, I loved it. I thought it was so fun. It was so great. It has a sense of whimsy. Um, and I think I'll start with what I think is its greatest strength. And that is the actor playing Monkey D. Luffy in Yaki Godoy 
is the most likable young man I've ever seen on the fucking screen. And I love every second of him. And I, I was like so cheering for him the second I met him. And like, you're just like immediately you're like, okay, he's like a little simple or whatever, a little, you know, over, over optimistic, but he just kind of wins you as an audience. And then you get to watch him win everybody that he interacts with. And it's one of those shows that's like, you know, it's got drama and tension, but it's like, there's this core of goodness uh, and it's refreshing and it's nice in a world where all our media is so dour and so self-serious having this just like this joyous boy at yeah. the center of this. No, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, so here's my take. So, you know, here's the thing with live adaptation that I think a lot of people have kind of um, issues with. And, you know, they have issues out, at least to me, really unreasonable. So, I kind of discovered this when I watched the Cowboy Bebop because I had to kind of calm down after I watched it because it was just so shit. <laughs> I was like, oh. Julian has to like, oh, oh, yeah, it literally was like the Godfather. <laughs> like they murdered my boy. Um, look at what they did to my boy. Um, yeah, look how they massacred like, We have to kind of understand is like, this will never replace all the manga. It just won't. It's just a different take on this. To me, One Piece is like a masterpiece. I really strongly kind of go, do don't start it unless you're prepared to go f- down that hole. Granted, the writer in Actor Strikes is going on, so fall. This might be actually a really good way to take the time because there's a lot of episodes. I, I mm-hmm. actually watch a couple of episodes sure. and it's just like, oh, I'm like eight episodes. I've already watched this, but it's great. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I really, really like this adaptation. And they did it in a way that I actually had to rewatch some of the episodes because I'm so far in Luffy oh. is still he's fairly still the same like he's very optimistic very like one like I just gotta find a freaking one piece I wanna have some friends I wanna have grand adventures that's yeah. his character period like like if you watch him like like if you watch the latest episode now back then the only thing that's like kind of like weird and crazy is like he's much more powerful which is awesome so oh. I mean, this will never replace it, but how they adapted it and even for a property like One Piece, I was like, how can they adapt this to make it live action yet keep it, you know, the spirit of the show is just be, you know, just keep going, like enjoy life. There's going to be hardships, but you just keep pushing through and you can or may not, might not succeed, but don't stop trying. Like, that's the whole show. Like, don't stop trying. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like, yeah, Luffy's a weird character when you look at him. He's a gum gum man. That's what they, that's what they call him in, in the anime. And it's such a weird looking power. And there's some instances in the show that make it look really weird. But there's some parts you're like, oh, they, they, perfect. They did it perfectly. They, they made it look real. Oh, not like real, but they didn't, didn't make me feel yeah, cringy yeah, going, yeah. oh, what did I just watch? So yeah, um, you know, characters were stuff for one person, perfect. Uh the or adapted the story from uh Luffy being in the barrel <laughs> to uh him fighting Arlong. Uh pretty great. I do have some criticisms, but I think it's it's fair. And also like, you know, the music is pretty good. And the costumes mm-hmm. are great. They like a lot of the characters look really weird when you actually like think about it. But like how they brought them in a live action 
was masterful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's always a hard balance because like, I don't think people always are cognizant of the ways that animation and live action content don't yeah. share, you know, visual mm-hmm. language. Like it's like when you're drawing a background in, in an animated thing, it doesn't really have to make mm. sense. Like it can kind of just like, you know, give a sense of place and, you know, style. Whereas like that doesn't yeah. always work in anime. And this, this one, this show I found hat felt mm. like anime, like not fully, but like the places don't quite feel real a lot of the time. And there's kind of like this sense of movement and, and dyna- yeah. dynamicism that doesn't really, uh, you know, tie you so strongly to realism yeah. or reality. Um, but they did a really good job. I think with that balancing the two sides and making it feel like, you know, like full of wonder and yeah. childlike. And it, um, the, the one thing that it kind of like, there was, there was some moments where there was a blur of, it feels like, Oh, people are cosplaying to that. But then, you know, you kind of just, I, I had a lot of flexibility on this because the first episode kind of won me and I'm like, okay, they're not going to nail everything perfectly and they will probably never will. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to be a little bit forgiving but yeah, like, but once again, like, you know, Luffy looks exactly one-to-one. They even give him the right scar. Shanks was great. Rono or yeah. Zoro, perfect. Oh, it's great. I love so, him. Okay. Nami. Yeah, Nami. Oh my so God. Good. Actually, here's one thing. Uh, we'll say with Natalie, Emily Rudd, who plays it. And one of the directors said something kind of weird is um, he's like, yeah, like Emily Rudd is so beautiful. Like kept like gosh gushing about her. And she's a great actress. Like okay. she looks great. She played Nami really yeah. well. She did her job. Uh, it was just like I'm like reading this. I'm like, ooh, like this this director has to be a little bit careful because he could be taken away very kind of creepily. Yeah, um, kind of creepy. So I will see that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what do you want to start? Like I can I can kind of go on. I think we should just like work our way through. We can talk about the characters a little bit. Like let's talk about. I think I think we both are feeling passionate yeah. about Zoro and how great he is, and like they do such a good job. So I, yeah. I, when I finished the show, I was like missing it. So I started watching the anime. So I watched like the first five yeah, or six yeah. episodes of the anime. And I, th- I found it interesting, the little differences in how they mm-hmm. present them. Like in the anime, Zoro's already on the, the, you yeah. know, the cross outside when you meet him. Um, and it's like they, they change the order of events uh, so that I think, and I like, maybe it's just because I, I experienced it first, but I think that the live action actually kind of does a better job of making you like, yeah. like him right he's away. He's kind of a dick. Um, he's kind of a it's dick like, right from the start with a heart of gold. Like, yeah. Cause like the little girl. Yeah. Well, it, I think, yeah, the fact that he like so quickly, you know, goes out of his way to yeah. defend the little girl and beats the shit out of that guy was great. My one weird question that I didn't quite understand was why the fuck does he eat the rice? It's kind of like, ground? he just wants to be like, <laughs> kind of like appreciation to the girl because it's like she put a lot of time but there was a rice ball yeah still on i mean plate, like though. he just doesn't like wasting food which is kind of like sanji's thing it's kind of it was kind of weird but yeah like actually okay. before it we actually weird. talk about it, the one thing i kind of wanted to say is like you know there is going to be huge differences with the show um because when you think about it you know when one piece was made it was it didn't have a huge amount of history to kind of go it's it, like literally the guy was probably making it up as he went maybe like five or six chapters ahead in his head but also like this show has the kind of awesomeness to be able to go oh, okay let's fix some problems i'm not going to say problems but there's some things that didn't quite in storyboarding make sense in the manga 
or sometimes things drag on for too long in the manga and or manga uh that happen here so there is like big things because spoiler alert like you know the part where the ending of the last episode episode eight when luffy meets garp or his grandpa <gasps> spoiler sorry yeah. um that doesn't happen until like three episodes 300 episodes in he actually like doesn't like meet him like until that sorry that's spoilers for you but oh, whatever wow. um yeah because i I, yeah. I was like rewatching because i watched this episode i'm like he doesn't doesn't talk to him then and like the part when like he's fighting his grandpa too yeah. like that happens like yeah so far in and i'm like that's kind of interesting yeah. how they kind of brought him from there to like wait and it's like episode 20 in the in the anime and all the way sooner so like like that's the thing is like with this uh, the, i'm interested in watching continuing watching this show as it evolves because now they have the source material to quote unquote fix or at least adapt it into north american standards and kind of like get rid of the filler mm. there's like a lot of stuff that doesn't really matter like they will take 20 chapters or 20 episodes to just freaking finish one fight like the arlong fight i think it's like actually in the anime yep. like three episodes and they actually finish it in five minutes wow which is great uh i think that's really good and also if you actually watch the arlong fight in the yep. anime it's so bad and you watch it in the in in the in the live action i'm like oh this is so good you just like they just kind of like made it yeah. too silly in the anime. But anyways. Yeah. No, I, th- I think they did a really good job with that kind of thing. Like, cause yeah, even I, whatever mm-hmm. episode is at five or six, it's like it, it didn't feel like very much story had happened. And I think like, that's kind of, you know, pretty normal for anime where it's designed to keep you watching, not to yeah. get to that point. Uh, and obviously with a thousand episodes, you know, that's kind of yeah. the g- name of the game, but the show I think moves at a great clip. It gives you the information you need. And like even the first episode, it's like you you get introduced to yeah. Zoro and Nami, uh, and they don't like Luffy to start. But like even by that the end of that episode, like they're starting to warm up to him, and then you know they kind of yeah. are forced to work together. You get introduced to Kobe, uh, like you get so much yeah. information, but it never mm-hmm. feels overwhelming. It just feels like really well paced out and yeah. given out to you in a way where you can still care. And then the next episode, so two, we get uh, introduced yeah. to Buggy. Buggy, what did you think of? The buggy in the show Honestly, versus the buggy in the anime. I think the actor Jeff Ward actually like nailed Buggy like pretty well. Like he's a pretty insane kind of character. Like he's insane drive driven for power. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a lot of backstory to Buggy too. Um maybe I won't ruin it right now, but like yeah, don't ruin it. Um it. like it just like he's he's like he just wants to get the one piece. He wants to beat Luffy, and he is gonna be kind of like that. Mm-hmm. kind of like quasi a little like recurring bad guy and just be just like kind of like a thorn to him and the animated like the power that you see in the show is exactly representation of his power in the anime so they didn't really make it look goofy i i when i watched it i was like yeah that makes sense yep mm-hmm. like it doesn't look cringe it doesn't look bad it is 100 yeah. right and then and just you can see like how uh like I, I actually, though, no, I just take one step back. Is that I really like how they use Buggy to show, oh, how bad pirates can be, because he took a yeah. whole town hostage, which yeah. is kind of fucked up. Yeah, and he ransacked mm-hmm. the whole town before, and like, 
he's so narcissistic and it's all this yeah. show about him and like he you know even the little jokes about like yeah. he's the light on him and he's that, that's um, his character that's his character so I, I liked him as a yeah, character uh, yeah no I like it I thought it did, it was good too it like kind of reminding you of some of the, like the little details like it's kind of the first time you see uh, how Luffy eating the devil fruit it makes him mm. vulnerable to water um, and I thought yeah. that was an interesting good little thing but it's also you know the his crew that hasn't you know pledged allegiance to him yet they come back for him and it's like the kind of the first moment of like oh things things are things going things good, are going yeah. good and I, I mean like like all the characters um, like um met uh i'm gonna put in his name i'm so sorry if you're listening so sorry uh mcanew as rono zero that we both like you know we can talk about him a little bit more jacob romero gibson as usopp oh my god perfect perfect usopp and I liked how they wrote Usopp yeah. in the show, because in the anime and the manga, he's a little bit. When you first meet him, I actually hated him. I hated Usopp. He's like literally the worst. Just get a couple more episodes in the anime, and you'll be like, "Oh, I see why John hates this guy." But in this, yeah. he's good. Like it kind of makes sense. They didn't really kind of go into his backstory too much more than you know his mother's passing, which is a little bit unfortunate. But um. Well, the fact that his dad's still alive tells us that they'll probably a bit. do a little uh, bit more. I won't say anything. <laughs> it's like, just mm, say anything. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just that uh, it's like he looks great. His nose is supposed to be long, but obviously, like, don't use prosthetics. Yeah. It'll look really bad. Yeah. Uh, the it one, my so favorite true. character, this is my favorite character, is Taz uh, Skyler as Sanji. Yeah, Freaking, he was great. Once you get to the Barartie arc and you see Sanji in the anime to this Sanji, uh, it's like almost one-to-one. And here's the one thing I was really worried because in the manga mm-hmm. and the anime, he smokes. And I was like really hoping. Yep. Don't smoke, kids. It's just bad. But it just he makes it look so cool. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and, and I yep. represent Sanji as like, that's like how he ends conversations or ends fights is that he will like, Put a cigarette in and spark one. I'm going, yeah, I kicked your ass. And it's just like, so good. I just <laughs> loved it. Um, yeah. No, I thought I thought he was a great character. I like that you like him right away, but you don't understand the dynamic between him and the chef. Uh, and then they slowly unveil kind of like the history. And I thought that was really touching and sweet. And you you learn to love that yeah. pirate as well. You understand him. Uh, and I, I was, I, yeah, I was engaged in it. And like, that reveal of like you know he's like go to your side of the island and you know that's eat one your food that's and leave one me alone. to one what happens he goes over in and- anime they didn't actually change a beat except for Zeph in the anime on the manga uh lose he actually eats both his legs and on the anime you actually see them both okay. on two pegs granted in real world that'd be freaking a lot harder it'd, it'd be a lot uh, harder yeah it's do. it's like amazing um yeah. the one thing that uh I mean. Like what? Like I mean, maybe we should have a little bit of structure. Do you want to talk like per episode, or do you want to talk about anything else? Yeah, yeah. Let's work through the episode. So the third episode, uh, they are you know looking for a ship. They end up at a shipyard with a nice, beautiful ship that uh, has the yep. sheep front, uh, and they meet Usopp, uh, who we've briefly talked about, uh, who brings them to see Kaya, who's like kind of a rich uh, mm-hmm. young person whose parents have died, and you know is close to their butler. This this might have been my least really? favorite episode. Um, I felt like right away it was like pretty 
pretty clear right away because the show wants you to know that like obviously hey yeah. something else is going on um and i felt like frustrated i was like i just get there mm-hmm. just get there just get there and it was still engaging and i still enjoyed the episode but it was the f- the first time and probably the last time in the whole season where i was like come on like i know i know what's coming like i know yeah. this butler's bad news um please just like get there and then i found it frustrating it was one of those ones where it was like frustrating where i'm like oh, i I was almost like I didn't yell at the TV, but I felt like yelling at the TV. But God, don't go there! Don't do that! Don't do that! Ah, come on! The show, yeah, that Um, episode was a little bit bizarre because in the anime, it's a lot more clear cut. And yes, like it does drag out a little bit too long in the episode, uh, at least the anime side. But yeah, this one, it kind of like they they didn't know how to handle it because it felt like almost like haunted mansion at one point. They're like shut everything down and we're going to hunt these yeah. guys down and and you know oh uh mary yeah. he dies and like, we kill him and and actually here's one thing oh, that's yeah. really weird um this is the kind of overall episodes yeah i'm sorry getting off track again uh uh you see people die <laughs> which the beginning yeah. when you meet rono zero he like dismembers people like he cut the guy's torso off yeah, they cut that dude in half. Yeah. I know I was not expecting that, and it never really happens anything. You, yeah, because in the anime, you just see like people like you see Rono is like swing swords, and you just see people kind of like fall back and kind of like pass out. Here, you see people yeah. literally like die, and it's just you're kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird, but it makes sense because it's like, yeah, you cut a guy, he's gonna die. <laughs> um, so. I would just yeah. say overall, like I, I didn't mind it. I think I hopefully enough to turn it down a little bit, but the, how I know it's going, it's not yeah. going to. Um, so it's something I do, but um, yeah, the vi- no. yeah the violence didn't bother me. Um, and I, I actually saw one of your tweets about it, so I know you feel the same. I found, I think so. I think episode three with the butler and the knife hands is. I, knife hands never look good in real life. Yeah. I think in anime they can be kind of cool, um, <laughs> but I found it was indicative. The show kind of has a problem with the fights that are including the main characters, and they seem to do a lot of their own stunts and fights. They're kind of just like, yeah, okay, it's they're not. I mean, good. yeah, uh, I will just make a reference. The anime, the first like fifty episodes, the fights aren't amazing. Um, so I will take that okay. a bit, but I mean, like you're adapting it, those modern fight scenes, there's a lot of choreographers. It felt like the fight choreographer or the stunt people's first day. Cause it's like, you can literally see yeah. the steps that they're making and you can see sometimes the actors are hesitating. Yeah. They're like, Oh, that guy didn't make his move yet. Yeah. I'll just wait. Okay. Who cool, made move and did yeah. like, it's, it's really, yeah. It was kind of really disappointing because the fights really make the show great. Like, there's some yeah. uh, like some amazing fights coming up. Yeah. Yeah. None of the none of the hits feel impactful. They don't really mm-hmm. seem like they're connecting. Like there's a lot of, especially early on, where I was just like, oh, this yeah. is nothing. There's some later fights, like uh, at the end when Luffy's you know fighting Arlong and Sanji yeah. and Zoro yeah. are fighting all the fishmen. That fight when it when it's Sanji and Zoro, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is pretty good. This is actually a pretty good fight, and it feels like. Those two in particular really put in the time to get yeah. the fight choreography down. Um, and Luffy has some cool like flips and stuff. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's just like there was no fights where I was yeah. like really, which is really disappointing because when um, it heats up, like the show's like 
mm, like the fights are really memorable and the hits and the art like that <laughs> yeah. stuff. And yeah, it just like to me, I'm like, okay, I'm I'll forgive it because if when you watch the anime, you're like, oh, these fights kind of do suck. Um, but yeah, like it just it felt like it's everyone's first day, and then it felt like it was literally a YouTube cosplay battle that people were afraid of breaking their props. Well, okay. Do you know what? Do you know what I just remembered was the I I kind of was just like I would tune out at the fights. I'd be like, oh, this is stupid. But then the first fight of um, what's the like, what's Daddy Pirate called? Like the oh, one that uh, Luffy looks up to, like the Shanks. Yeah. yeah. So when his crew, you know, they do the fight with yeah. the the bandit guy, and it's like it all happens really quick. I don't know if those are actor actors or if they're stunt actors or whatever, but like that fight, I was like, oh, these feel like, like, yeah, this feels like a fight. This feels like dynamic and exciting and good. And it's just like, it's all moving and like everything's yeah. kind of working together. And I have a feeling that those must be at, at the very yeah. least stunt actors because that felt way more exciting to me than yeah. anything. I, I with actually, the other one more thing. Well, I'll, I'll half with some future stuff i i feel that that was the only part that i really feel weirded conflicted when i saw people dying in that fight Mm. Uh, here's spoiler like those mountain bandits come into play later and they all are dead so i'm like how are they gonna fix that part (laughs) they might they might just not include them is uh, my guess. Pretty, the pretty kind of pivotal. So I was like, "Ooh, you guys made a big oopsie!" Like, no, I mean, they're not like hundred percent critical. They I mean, can fix it the a thing little is, bit. But it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that's interesting is the creator. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his first name, but Oda, Oda yeah. um, is yeah, he's very involved with this show, and he he was. Basically, he only signed if he was given executive power and yeah. veto power over anything. And so he's very involved with like where mm. they're going, what they're doing, uh, and making sure that things are true yeah. to the original spirit of One Piece. So I don't think that it's like one of those shitty ass Netflix things where they yeah. kind of just aren't thinking about it. They're just like, yeah, we want to kill. I mean, people. they got it. I mean, um, they. But. I hopefully never learned the lesson from The Witcher because they lost Henry Cavill and they, you know, painted the source material. So whatever um but yeah like i mean yeah that was kind of weird but yeah like that whole episode on with usopp the number three was okay they killed mary the lawyer which is kind of weird because he's the one that actually in the in you know the other way i'm just kidding i'll I'll just say uh like he was the one who designed the ship made the ship for the straw hats and it was just he's a makes sense because he's and he he, like just dies so it was kind of weird the actor who played Kuro, once you watch the anime and you watch this, it's very the guy, the actor who got Kuro got that character right. Like that's what that's the only thing I got really was like, nice. oh perfect. Like you got the little like adjusting glasses with his palm, uh, like how he like moves and his powers are great. Fights suck, but like everything was pretty well done. Um, but yeah, it, the episode to me. It was probably the worst one. Yeah. So thankfully yep. it's like, it's kind of a two parter. Uh, you know, the second part is they, they fight everyone, the cat, the black cat bandits or whatever. That was definitely a holdover from the anime. It's a little bit weird when the two servants yeah. uh, are dressed like cats. 
and they fight and stuff. Not oh, a it, huge deal. It, it gets uh, you know, worse then everyone later. goes on their own it way. Gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Usopp, uh, yeah. Usopp joins the crew. Kaya kind of stays behind. She's mm-hmm. like, I gotta be my own woman. Yeah. And you're Granny, like, she never okay, kisses so. Usopp um, in the other part, in the original stuff. So I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel necessary to me. I'm a big fan of uh, close platonic friendships, uh, but Hollywood seems to be a big fan yeah. of turning everything romantic. Uh, but I always love it when it's like people are like love each other. Like the, you can love someone and you know not mm-hmm. be in love with them. Uh, and so yeah. I always appreciate that in shows. Uh, so when we get past that, we go to Barity. Uh, this is a great episode. Uh, I really enjoyed yeah. everything there. Uh, we're kind of introduced to like we're really Luffy is basically forced yeah. to confront Arlong uh, and yeah. face kind of his limitations and but, stuff. Um, what did you think of Arlong as a you know so, season? Villain? I mean, it makes sense that he was a season villain. Uh, but the weird thing is, I well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of do this kind of structure. Arlong doesn't come into play until Nami's story comes about. So. Arlong, at least okay. I'm I'm going by memory. This is like it's been like ten plus years since I watched at least that episode, the the Barate <laughs> episode. But I don't remember Arlong or the Fishman ever coming to that part. So Showing it was kind of weird. Granted, it, it makes sense when you watch it. Uh, but I mean, I really like Arlong, the guy who plays him, uh, which is. Uh, let me. McKinley Belcher Whoa, the cool third. Name. Uh, he did he did a really good yeah. job explaining kind of like issues what fishmen are going through. So for backstory, fishmen are just people who are able to live under the sea. This think of Little Mermaid on steroids. Uh, but they're kind of racially persecuted in this world of One Piece. They are kind of treated like slaves. At least at one point, they were super slaved, and oh, actually, no, I think they are still slaves. Some parts, um, and these guys are just kind of using yeah. that kind of hate and relationships to kind of like rebel and take it on other innocent people. Unfortunately, all the humans, mm-hmm. um, and how he kind of like told yep. the whole story about how he struggles and what he mm-hmm. did and what his motivations. Get used to that, because. Um, how they explain every single bad guy going forward. They all, this is the one thing I love about the one piece is that everyone has the motivations. They have the reasons why they're doing it. And you have a certain level of sympathy mm-hmm. for the bad guys as they fight. But ultimately okay. what they're doing is wrong. Yep. And that's why Luffy is up there to stop them. Um, but yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's in, that's interesting. I, I like Arlong. I like the portrayal. Uh, I like that there is a backstory. What I found I was craving was that they would show us some mm-hmm. of the things he was telling us. Cause he kind of, you know, he's like, yeah, fish people are oppressed mm-hmm. and they treated us like shit and you know, we're slaves. But I'm like, it would be, I find I would be yeah. a lot more sympathetic to him if they showed me examples of yeah. how fish people were being mistreated versus, you know, this guy who I've seen be evil yeah. and aggressive and violent telling me. Cause it's like, it's like, you know, I don't doubt that it's true. And based on the anime, it's true. It's just like, I think as an audience member, it's more effective when I'm yeah. brought in on it's, that level. It was interesting because, yeah, they didn't go that far. But, you know, they stayed tr- pretty true to how they did it. Like, you just talked about it. Because around, like, four, episode 450, 500, they will, exp- 
No, no, I think 600. Yeah, I think it was 600 because something big happened. Um, they will they show the reason why all of this kind of happened, and they will they actually go okay. super deep into it. And I love how they kind of like mention some things, like oh, they mentioned Jimbe, which is really important later on in the story because he's one of the warlords of the sea. Okay. Uh, and it just like the struggles and everything. And uh, yeah, like I was kind of hoping they did, but also I understand why they kind of backed off. Because it's just the fact that like that that deserves an entire season, in my opinion. And hopefully enough when they get there, because mm. it's so dense yeah. and it kind of like that one starts kind of sparks like the super in depth because they even mentioned Arlong later in that okay. arc, like we call them arcs in that uh, in that in this show. And they kind of like mentioned Arlong and everyone inspired by Arlong, even though those people who got inspired are way more powerful than Arlong, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's interesting yep. how they kind of like did it in the live adaption, bring him pretty early and showing the limitations of Luffy. Yep. Well, and like, we don't see him dead, dead. So he probably, if they wanted to, they could bring him back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought, he, I thought he was a threatening villain. I like that, yeah. you know, he's kind of bulletproof. Uh, uh, and so like, there's yeah. a threat and they have to figure it out. And I thought the whole fish people, the way they look is really good. Like they did a great yeah. job on the, that makeup it's, and prosthetic. Yeah. Work. Like they, they didn't um, like, cause in the anime, like the nose of Arlong are super long, but they made it kind of like work. And yeah, yeah he, they patrolled like his voice yeah. sounds like really good. The only part I didn't like, and this is like episode seven, uh, it's kind of like that party they made. It made it feel like it's a gangster and not a pirate. That's the only part I kind of didn't like. Yeah, it just felt like yeah, I was watching I like, a, saying, like yeah. a rap video, like a you know, like a ghetto, yeah, coming of age movie. It's like oh, they're just like yeah, like a yeah, comp thing. Yeah, like, Compton, that's the only part yeah, I didn't yeah. like. I get it, but it's just like uh, whatever. That's fair. It it wasn't particularly piratey. I didn't. I feel like I would say that about the entire show. It wasn't particularly piratey. Buggy, uh, I Buggy hope was the only like real like pirate. Um, Alvida at the beginning was the only real pirate. Mm-hmm. And actually, just my only kind of yeah. big criticism, who are, like that first episode when I see saw Alvida, man, whoever like the actress, either I hope the god actress is actually really good, but it was just so bad. Like that's when I was like super worried. That first half of the episode, I'm like, this is gonna like gonna suck i was like oh my god like she's so bad like her delivery was really bad it's like oh, who's most beautiful oh, it's you Vita. yeah yeah i i didn't it don't think it bothered me quite as much as it it seems to have bothered you but i definitely yeah. didn't engage with she, that character so i think like hopefully she's gonna she look can step up vastly in the, next season. in the next season so like that's that's a kind of funny kind of thing uh actually yeah tell me about this so so this one part that kind of stood out was uh mihawk you remember him? Mihawk is the guy who's a really who's big Mihawk sword. Again? And the swordsman that he fought against Rono Zoro. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to see more about him. I feel like they did such a good job, you know, giving you a little taste of him, showing him, showing you like yeah. a little teaser of his power. Uh, and then he kicks the shit out of Zoro. Um, but I just like, he's got such a goofy anime aesthetic, like his fucking chest he, or is the cross he's a, like, facial hair and like, shit. He's another character that he got 100% right. At least they adapted him. They didn't change 
anything about him. Like, all his powers are the same. The sword is as big, as ridiculous as that. But here's the thing, is that you see it, and you don't it. go, oh, this looks so weird. You're like, yeah, this guy's going to kick ass. This guy's, he definitely has zaddy, zaddy yeah. vibes, like, all day. Like, oh, duh. No, they, they did such a good job where they created a world yeah. where that character fits. Because, like, there's a million versions of this anim- of this adaptation where mm. that would be such a cringe character. But he was fucking yeah. awesome. He was hot. He was so cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed him. I was, and I, I just love that he's not a bad guy and he's almost, he's just a little bit of a wild card. He's like there to kill or bring in, uh, bring in Luffy. And he's like, no, 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 Luffy, Luffy needs to be, you know, yeah. let, allowed to like do his later Luffy on thing. in the show like, oh, yeah. or whatever. Like he's, he's kind of like people love him because he's just like, yeah, like Mihawk. He's not in it very often, full disclosure, but like every time. Okay. He comes up, people talk about him. Like, yeah, Mihawk's so hot, so good. Like, it's it's amazing. And yeah, just I would say if you enjoy this anime, enjoy when he comes up because it's like it's like literally Blue Moon. And you're like, yeah. And there's a whole story about the seven lo- warlords of the sea. I can get into. I just I, I'm not going to get into because it it's too long. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll learn about them as the, yeah, as one of seven, yeah, one of seven, and right? And those emperors, and then those like, there's like the dread dragon god. Like it's just just oh my god, so much. Um, the one thing too. So I mean, we talked about Sanji a little bit. What did you think of the mm-hmm. whole kind of like this? Is the one setting I really loved the variety, like the the set, like like there's so many sets in the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. No, that's that's a huge strength of the show. And I think part of why it works is how much mm-hmm. they built practically. And yeah. like there's obviously a ton of CG to enhance and stuff, but like that Barate set is in, yeah. is beautiful inside and out, and it's so exciting and it's crazy, but it, because it's real, like they can yeah. interact with it and it feels grounded. Uh I fucking love yeah, that. Yeah, all sets I love are all really the good. Sets. I don't know what I didn't like is I think we touched that like the the Kaya, the Kaya, the, the Usopp episodes. That just felt haunted mansion to me, but you know the ships look good. Um, yeah, a little bit too much. You know, settings are really good. The villages are awesome and great and everything. So yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I think, I think it just they, they really executed really well. So I mean, here was the one thing. So the most heartfelt story that hopefully never hit you as much as it hit me again is the Nami story. What did you feel like her arc like when you get introduced? Because for the first like six episodes, all you just know that she's kind of a dick. She's goal oriented, hate pirates, yeah, and she's she a hates thief. pirates. But you never see her motivation until episode seven yeah. slash eight. I think I that's one of those things that I think works probably better in the anime because in live action, the question I was asking was like, why wouldn't you like tell your sister? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you like recruit someone? It just felt yeah. like a little too silly to where my brain was fighting me a little bit. It made me like her and I understood it. And I was glad to know that she had a noble cause for everything. And I was also really glad that the village very quickly learned Mm -hmm. about it, that it wasn't like a bunch of like, (laughs) we hate you, bitch. Uh, You get that early on. Uh, But I thought that the whole thing kind of falls apart. If you look at it a little too much of like, there's gotta be a more pragmatic way. How I kind of perceived it is that she did it. She didn't tell anyone because she's like, fells enormous guilt. For her mother or adopted mother dying. So she just like used it as self punishment. Mm. So she didn't tell anyone. 
she kind of took this burden and just like used it as a way to kind of like fuel her desires of stealing to give her motivations. Like I'll take this punishment and I'll just dole it out yeah. on these other people. Cause who cares about these pirates? They're bad guys anyways. Yeah. I think that's like, that's the, you mm-hmm. know, that reading is valid. Um, I don't think that the show does an effective yeah. job communicating yeah. the complexity of that. I feel like it's more to me. It just felt like we needed people yeah. to be mad at her and then not be mad at her. Uh, and like her sister in particular seemed partic- super egregious. Cause it's like, yeah, your mom's dead, but now your sister's dead to you. Like it's almost like cruel. Yeah. That's just kind of, of weird. Doing. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I, yeah, but I see, I see what you're saying where it's like, it's, you know, it's, she's yeah. got the self-loathing, this guilt, yeah. uh, in regards to her mother. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I felt, I felt that storyline enough and it was, I was glad mm-hmm. that it kind of came to a conclusion the way that it did. Um, it's, it is what it uh, is. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, it, I, yeah, I, for me, they yeah. nailed it. Like all the motivations were there. Um, execution. Me. Uh, mm-hmm. But the one thing that I felt kind of felt short and I kind of wish they had the shot. You'll experience it when you see it is that when Luffy finds out what she did and the reasons why in the show, he kind of learns it at night and then goes on top of the building and kind of contemplates the next morning in the show. It was happens all in the same freaking day, which yeah. is kind of cool. And it's like, he just hears it and you finally see like Luffy is like a go lucky guy and like having fun and everything. When he hears that and learns it, he just goes dead face. Like he just goes, Oh, and then I, he didn't kind of like screwed up a little bit. And because I didn't get that emotional impact of him, okay. Luffy giving the hat to Fair. Nami, because those like it didn't work. Because they no, what it was work. supposed yeah. to be is like it will be like it was a side like both of those sides looking at each other like this is how it is. Nami's on the ground asking Luffy to help her, and Luffy goes okay and just like gives a hat. And it's supposed to be a side profile of Luffy giving hat to Nami. Nami's on the ground crying, and him just like walking away. In the manga, the anime, they did it so well. But just here, just because of all the quick cuts, it just, I couldn't get the emotional impact. It was just like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt watching it, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what the show was trying to make me feel yeah. when he hands her or when he puts the hat on her. Uh, when you explain it yeah. based on the anime, I'm like, that makes more sense. Yeah. You know, there's like this level to it. But uh, it didn't like bother me, but I was like, this is doing yeah. nothing for me. That's so, I mean, yeah. That. And then, you know, uh, um, the one part I do want to kind of finally touch part is talking is the two big fights. We kind of touched a little bit is with the um, Rono Zora and Sanji fighting all like kind of like the feelers Usopp fighting that one guy uh, mm-hmm. still feels a little bit weird that they died. Kind of get it. Uh the finishing of yeah. Uz, uh, Sanji with all calling out all the finishing moves and fighting. That's legitimately yeah, yeah. <laughs> how he fights. Like that's like, you know, that nice, it, you know, this, the, the epic conclusions happening for his fight is when he's calling out those finishing moves and it's like dead serious. What yeah. do you actually think about when characters call out the finishing move names? <laughs> I think it works yeah. really well in the show because they acknowledge it. And like and the fact that Zoro <laughs> thinks it's really fucking stupid and calls both yeah. Luffy and Sanji or gives him a look or whatever. 
Uh, and like they're both like all the badasses call no, out their no finishing moves. Uh, and I think that they the yeah. show handles it well by by acknowledging it and dealing with it. And then it, it works because like I think anime fans would be mad if uh, Luffy wasn't doing, you know, yeah. gum gum pistol. Um, and so you get yeah. that, but then it doesn't feel stupid. Yeah. Uh, so, so I thought they, yeah, I thought it was well that. Um, and then, yeah, gum gum pistol always felt a little bit weird because it's just like a single punch, whatever. But here's the two ones that I felt yeah. didn't look goofy and they executed it perfectly was gum gum Gatlin. I was just hoping Gatling yeah. was a bit more longer. It was just like two seconds in the anime. It just goes on for minutes. Cause he's just like berating the shit out of the people. Yeah. No, literally those like probably yeah. like five, four or five fights. It's just him. Like two minutes solid. Just like being the shit out of someone, which is, it looks amazing. And then, um, gum gum or battle ax, just him and his foot just going down. Yeah. It, those ones, like to me, like, Afterwards, I'm like, oh, these guys know what they're doing because Gum Gum Gatling looked exactly like the anime, and it just looked great. It didn't look goofy, and it just looked really badass. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that yeah, Battle Axe is kind of like the climactic yeah. attack of the whole season, and it felt badass. If I I was like, I, I wasn't like standing up and yeah. cheering, but I was like, I was cheering. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, fucking movie, get Lord. Fucking kick his ass, um, which is awesome, and yeah. So I mean, Hell like, yeah. I think overall, yeah. like, it was really good. Uh, the some differences, uh, is yeah. that the um Kobe and Helmepho, you don't learn their fates until that episode. I was talking about like episode three hundred or so. So it's interesting because they're like Garp's like, I'm <laughs> going to train you, blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh, they're really revealing this really early because yeah. yeah, they come back fucking like cool even. Helmepho, when you first meet him in episode two, yeah, like you really hate him. But now, like, if you get caught up, you're like, oh, he's a cool guy. Like, he he's 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 an overall redemption arc because you actually do hate him in the anime. You're like, oh, this guy's a dick. Or at least you find out that it was his dad, the more dick. Yeah, the episodes I saw, yeah, he's as he's as bad. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. worse so, than the live action. Yeah, one. I mean. I overall, I'm really hopeful for this. Unfortunately enough, it's, I think the next episode is yeah. going to be Logtown, Grand Line. And uh, it'll be in like five yeah, years. Here, because yeah, it's going to strikes. Because um, <laughs> yeah, they did reveal one thing really early is Baroque Works. And I think it'll probably take at least like three seasons until you get there. And that whole arc with okay. Baroque Works is probably going to take at least one season if they do it right. So hopefully enough they do it. Okay. Yeah, it'll be curious to see. I'm curious to see how many seasons they're planning on milking out of it. Because like, I don't think they're doing a thousand episodes, but like they could easily do ten seasons if they wanted to. That's yeah. You said episodes that if they someone did a calculation. It's like uh, based and- on the first eight episodes, how they're just going through it. It'll be if they want to go currently what one piece is right now, it'll take 253 episodes. <laughs> yeah, we're they're not gonna do that. <laughs> Strong doubt. But uh I think we are both giving this a pretty broad recommendation. I think if you like anime uh and you're open to you know seeing yeah. an adaptation, if you like fantasy shows, uh if you like just like quirky, funny things, if you like action, 
and you don't need things to be super serious. This is a great watch. Highly recommend. Uh, it's not perfect. There'll be things you're like, okay, but overall, yeah, like I and, was emotionally you know, engaged. You can continue the anime because it is on Netflix too. Watch it dub. This is this is my recommendation. So watch it dub, having the background, and also have a guide on the side of which one is canon and which one is just That's filler. So because there is at least I think on Netflix, every time you see TV okay. special, fucking just skip it, just skip it, just just get rid of it. And yeah, just skip it. So yeah, um, skip yeah. It. so that's my yeah. recommendation. Yeah, because that's good to know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I actually, I watch. Yeah, like I said, I I started watching the anime and I was enjoying it. It's a little more childish, like not in a bad way, but it's like you know more targeted. Yeah. The humor is more targeted towards kids. Um, and I wasn't enjoying it quite as much as the live action. But I feel like once I get past like the initial hump, uh, all the crazy yeah. shit's gonna start happening. And I'll, I'll it, really like I it. said, um, beginning before we chatted. Uh, I literally cried. Yeah, at least like four or five times. Yeah, it was good. Aww. That's good. Do you know what uh, is gonna make you cry? <laughs> Else is uh, missing the segue to our next topic, which is me briefly yeah. telling you about. So we Twisted we kind of bre- I knew this was happening. <laughs> doing this and that's because contacts. I love Twisted Metal. It was like the game I pretty much played to the shit in PlayStation, PS2. And it was like the game that I first played yep. with DualShock. Like like having the rumble in the controller, like the default, which is now standard in everything now. Yeah, so I have a lot of emotional attachments to Twisted Metal. Yeah. So the show, I remember when the trailer, the first like you know, clip they showed was uh, Anthony Mackie and Sweet Tooth fighting at the Vegas casino doing that. And I was really worried. It looked really fucking tacky and bad and like trying to be funny, but it wasn't. But I'm glad to tell you, this show is pretty good. Um, Yeah, I, I, uh, I was like, I'll watch one episode and see. And pretty much right away, I was like, okay, yep, this is, it has figured out a tone and it knows its identity and it sticks to it and it works. Uh, Anthony Mackie is so charming. I love him. Uh, Stephanie Beatriz, you know, from Bro- Rosa <gasps> from Brooklyn and fame, uh, is also great. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so the show sort of has like a zombie land tone. It's sort of, uh, if I'm giving a mean reading, it's sort of like generic mm-hmm. post-apocalypse sort of world, you know, cities are all walled and everyone's mm-hmm. in between is our bandits or whatever. And there's a bunch of, you know, tribes of different different variations of bandits that are just basically a veneer. But what works is you care about the characters. Uh, the fan servicey stuff is there. Um, and it's just, it's fun and engaging and it works and it's funny when it needs to be. Um, is it the best show I've ever seen? No, but it's like, it's a solid seven. Oh, I had a God. really good time watching it. And like, I, I, every episode. Yeah. Well, I was excited to watch the next one. And so, uh, me and Jono, I think you should yeah. watch it because you know more about Twisted Metal than me. And we can talk about it at more length. But as a broad little recommendation, if you've been at all interested in watching Twisted Metal, yeah, I would I recommend mean, like, that you watch Twisted I'm, Metal. I'm all for video game adaptations. I'm now 100% glad it's doing better, doing good. At least that kind of genre uh, is doing better because... I mean, I always get sick yeah. of like The Rock going, I've made like the best video game adaptations. And he did like Doom. 
defeated fucking Rampage, Dude. which is just an like arcade game, to be honest with you, and not <laughs> nothing too crazy. There's yeah. no stories. Yeah, it's just a monkey. There's no story. Who crazy. fucking cares? Um, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, Twisted Metal is just like it's kind of like it was always a little bit of a weird niche. Like you know, if you just think of it like literally, you wanted to. It's just a battle, a battle royale, literally a battle royale, with cars, and yeah, each car had sure. different powers. That's pretty much it. And yeah, and it was goofy. Axel. Like I remember the the, yeah. the dude who's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. got the two big wheels. Axel, Axel yeah. I think like, Anthony Mackie's character. I can't remember what his name. He's the cop car one that can shoot missiles. Oh, is that? No, so he's not the cop car. So I don't know. So he's yeah. John Doe. There is a cop character. Yeah, um, the law. Um, and so they that like I've played Twisted Metal, um, but I couldn't like tell you more than mm-hmm. like the absolute most superficial things about it and so i'm excited for you to watch it and kind of catch probably more but like of the is there is there magic in it, it. or oh, no magic um oh no no magic oh. um so it's yeah, yeah. it's pretty grounded so, post-apocalypse here's, here's the kind of thing is that it's uh, just like the yeah. reason why pussy meadow exists is that whoever wins gets a wish granted granted in in the in the um games it's always kind of like that caveat where it's like they wish for something but it just doesn't work out the way to what it is it's like i want to be- yeah, yeah it's a monkey polish it's it's exactly it. so yeah. it's like it's that kind of like fun thing and the reason why you play because you want to see what the wish happens and how they get kind of fucked over at the end which is kind of fun um yeah so yeah yep. yeah I'll, I'll definitely play it that's pretty funny okay yeah no that that's yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the, yeah. that's kind of all we're going to talk about this week. We already are going hit our, hit our length target. Uh, so you can hit us up on X John Tan 86 or, uh, let's wing it pod or reach out to our Gmail at let's wing it 22 at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling so supportive, you can go to our patreoncom slash let's wing it. You can give it to us directly. Help this podcast continue to exist. Just uh, if you don't, you don't got the money, you can give us five stars on uh, your podcast platform of yeah. choice. That helps us give Boost us a review. Yeah. Uh, Subscribe. Like, and until yeah. next week. And leave a comment. Yeah. yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah.